Welcome to Get Celebritized with Araya McGarry. Araya is an Emmy award-winning TV show host, producer, director, author, and so much more. In 1999, Araya was told she would never speak again after having her left vocal cord nerve removed during cancer surgery. But against the odds and facing adversity head on, she found her voice, literally. And now she uses it to tell great stories of hope and inspiration to help motivate entrepreneurs to earn more, live more, and give back more. Now, let's get celebritized. Now, here's your host, Araya McGarry. Hello, hello, and welcome to Get Celebritized, where I bring on the most amazing guests to help you all learn how to earn more so you can live more, so you can give back more. And we know through success stories, there's a lot of twists and turns that happen. And many times you don't get those twists and turns, secret things that happen that make the difference from a person making it to living their dreams, living their passions, to those that are still struggling. So without any further ado, I'm gonna bring out the absolutely fabulous and gorgeous, talented, amazing woman, Barbara Majeski, who's a TV personality and lifestyle expert for the Today Show, but she's also a thriver. Yes, I said survivor of stage three colon cancer and a tenacious divorce and all the things life brings you, but she is making it. So I'm going to bring her on right now. Barbara, come on up and welcome to Get Celebrity. Yes, I love it. Thank you for having me. I'm, I've been looking forward to this conversation. I'm a big fan of yours. Oh, right back at you. I'm a huge fan of yours, Barbara. You have really made your way in social media. You're an influencer and an influencer of hope. And you've started a podcast and some challenges to help people make it through. So what most people may not know yet, because they might be hearing you now for the first time, let's jump into how do you go from stage three colon cancer, a divorce, which I think you might still be struggling through and have been there, done that, no fun, to having your own dream segment on the Today Show. There had to have been some steps in between here. So talk to us about how you made that dream come true. So what's so interesting is I've wanted to be in television for my whole life. Like as a little girl, you know, everybody else is playing dolls and dress ups and I want to be like Vanna White or somebody else, just anybody on TV. And I remember hearing about Regis Philbin and I don't know if you know anything about him, but he started his career much later. Um, but anywho, that's another story. So I love Reej. <laughs> I love Reej. Reej. So in 2006, I read The Secret. And um, if you ever read The Secret or anything about law of attraction, you can't hold yourself back. They're like, mm-hmm. there's there's something coming across your mental screen that you're supposed to be doing. What is it? And you have to write it down. And then you have to like, it's, you're, you're going to manifest it. And I was like, well, I guess if I'm not holding back and I'm not stopping, my dream is to be... Um, an on-air television contributor on the Today Show. And I'm writing this down, 2006, I'm a stay-at-home mom of two baby boys. 
And I'm writing it down. I'm going, who do I think I am? So I'm writing this down. And the law of attraction and manifestation is like, you have got to, like, that's, you know, it, it was meant to be. But I'm like listening to this voodoo schmoodoo, yucca, yucca. I'm like, okay, today's show. Uh, pull, yank this mom out of nowhere, New Jersey, and put her on TV. So anyway, fast forward uh, to 2016, 10 years later, I'm in the middle of chemo for stage three colon cancer. I'm 42 years old. Those two boys are now in sixth and fourth grade. And I have a daughter who's in pre-K and I'm really struggling with chemo. I'm on on my ninth round out of 12. And I'm like, oh my God, this is where my story ends. My story is ending right here. There's no way I'm surviving this chemo stuff. And I, right. It almost killed me. You know, cancer is curable a lot of the times. It's the chemo that almost kills you. It is no fun. No fun. Mm -hmm. You know, and it, the chemo brain is not a joke. Like, I mean, we no, see it's a not. joke to like levity, but it's actually a real thing where your just neurology is scrambled. And I couldn't believe at 42, like my, I was like, oh my God, every chapter that's ever going to be written about me is, is in the books. The story is going to be closed. Mm -hmm. And I regretted so much about not even being an active pursuit of my dream of being in television. I swore, and I swore if I ever got another shot, I would never let those voices of fear or self-doubt or even care about the weight of other people's opinions stop me from being like relentless in the pursuit of living out my dreams. And that's just what I did. I survived cancer and I was like, all right, Babs, you made a vow. You'd never go play small again. And TV's your your thing so you'd i'd rather fail in trying than fail to try and absolutely and Barbara, i'm so glad you're yeah. saying this too only because i hate that you know i had the similar experience when you face with death or face with cancer then you get that aha let's not waste any more time and i know you and i have a similar message folks don't wait for that day to happen make it happen now don't wait to Go through what you and I went through. Oh, it's chemo. This might, I might not make my next birthday. So keep on going because you had this great dream, but took that to say, okay, we're not promised tomorrow. Well, so good for you. Araya, I think what's so important in that is, you know, is reverse engineering of like what you want and then the voices that stop you from getting in pursuit. And whether it's like, oh my God, what is everybody going to say? Or I don't think I'm good enough. You don't get to decide any of that. First of all, you have no jurisdiction of what anybody says. They're going to judge you. You might as well just give them something to judge you about. And 99.9% .9 of the time, they aren't even thinking about you. Um, mm -hmm. And if they are, it's because they don't have a whole lot going on. So give them something to get in the arena. Get in the arena, get marred, get dirty, get it, just get in the game. Um, or you look at yourself, you know, and what are, you know, I, that was my, so, like, you have to listen to these voices of self-doubt or, um, you know, all the obstacles that you're like, oh, well, I have this going on. I have that going on. You know, is, yeah. Yeah, you've you're supposed to live your best life. Mm -hmm. God, your universe, your guardian angels, whatever, whoever you subscribe to, you're supposed to live a really great life. And life is precious. And you're yeah. supposed to be uncomfortable at times mm -hmm. and you know, feel yeah. the success, feel the fear, do it anyway. And Barbara, you said something uh, profound. I just heard of one thing you said. You're hardest on yourself. And I believe, especially as women, we can talk ourselves down better than any troll on the internet could. And so we need to stop talking ourselves down. Know that there'll be trolls out there no matter what we do. But we just got to, like you said, get in the arena, fail forward to success. And they're not saying half the, the bad things about you that you're already trying to say to yourself. So you be the most positive person in your life. 
Talk yourself into it. And what's the worst that'll happen? You could succeed beyond your wildest dreams. And Barbara, here you are. Your wildest dreams came true. So I want to continue this. How did how did that actually happen? Because you gave into let's do it. You almost died. Thought that would be your last birthday. And you said, okay, no time to waste. Well, a couple of things. Number one, I signed up for a two-day intensive in New York to learn how to do media training. So you start to like reverse package. Like, all right, I want to be on TV. I don't know how to be on TV. Well, how do you learn how to be on TV? You take a course. Well, I'm not going back to college. But now they have like all these things on the interwebs you can go find. Mm -hmm. But I found a two day intensive. Anyway, 24 hours before my two day intensive, it gets canceled. And I'm completely heartbroken because I had got a secured baby childcare and I had booked a hotel and I was like going to be a big girl and like go into the city and da da da. da. Anyway, right. did everything right. I did everything right. And but this is where I, I, I hope somebody hears what I'm saying is sometimes it's not a rejection. It's a redirection because, mm -hmm. so I was like kicking rocks, but I was like, all right, well, I, what's next? Like I'm waiting for her to do another two day intensive. And in the process, this woman, Amy Rosenblum, you can find her on Instagram, came across my Instagram and she was a media trainer. And it took me like a month to call her because she was such a big deal. I was like, oh my God, she's going to laugh at me. And then I had to hear my voice again. I'm like, oh my God, she's going to laugh at me. Well, you don't know until you go, you know, I was like, Oh, okay. I better just, what do, what do I care? It's, it's, it's just so many things. I'm so, I like, I share this with the hope that somebody else takes inventory of the bullshit you that runs in your brain. Like okay. it is so it's either supporting you or it's sabotaging you. So Amy though. So is that the one that was going to do the media training, but got canceled? No, it was a totally different woman. Oh, how did you meet her? Cause my viewers love to know. Okay. Who says Amy, how'd you get connected with her? So I found her on Instagram. So I, I had found her on Instagram, but I felt silly. So I wrote her name down and she kept coming across my news feed. And she right. like, I was like, who's this one? But I took, it took me six weeks to call her because of the stupid cassette tape in my head that not only needs to be ejected, but the whole damn machine needs to be thrown in the garb. And I didn't, I like looking back, I realized, oh my God, it took me so long to call her because I was so afraid of what she would think, you know, or I would be laughed at because I was like, hi, I, I, I found you on Instagram. You know, we're not, of that age already right. like you call people out of the yellow pages mm -hmm. you go into the newspaper your, your father's friend of a friend of an uncle's introductions aunt. was a big thing in our day somebody would yeah. introduce you to someone it's who you know who you knew now yeah. it's you really can't make these connections on social media so good for you for jumping into the new pool the new wave six weeks or six months was it isn't that long it could have taken you six years so it didn't so give yourself some credit for that well, you know, I just I share it with because we don't realize the crap that we tell ourselves yeah. until we start listening to the crap we tell ourselves. <laughs> and there's just so many elements to that because I called her and she Googled me while we're on the phone. And mind you, I'd never done TV. She goes, but wait, I see that you've done public speaking because I had gotten a humanitarian award serendipitously oh enough. And this is where the universe doesn't reject you. It redirects you. I love that thing. Serendipitously enough. I go in to meet her the next week. We're sitting, we're talking like an hour intake interview. You know, I can train you. Da -da. She goes, I really like you and I love your story and I want to help you. She's like, if I train you to do lifestyle and entertainment, would you do shows on the Today Show? <laughs> oh my gosh. I love that. <laughs> uh, okay. So maybe we'll save. Yeah. I'm like, mm. uh, okay. So here's the, sh here's the, sh here's the land of that plane. Okay. Um, the law of attraction is pretty, pretty real deal, but without um, the right mindset and right action, it's, it, 
it, it, you're not going to manifest anything. It's like reading a book on how to get pregnant and expecting to have a baby. Like you have to take action. Okay. <laughs> I love that. <laughs> that's that's my, one. that's my new tagline. Cause I think it lands with everyone. They're like, Oh, you're, like, you're oh. right. You mm-hmm. cannot read a book on how to make a baby and get pregnant. It just makes sense. It's the same thing to know. <laughs> Take yeah. action. So action is the moral of that one right there. So now she's saying, okay, how would you like to be on today's show? What's going through your mind? I'm like, I better uh, learn things fast. You know, I'm like, I've never been on TV. I don't know. Um, you know, what's your attitude, Barbara? You, instead of saying, no, I can't do that. I'm not qualified. Like, I better learn how to do that. Mm-hmm. Again, good for you, Barbara. You said, find a way, make a way. I can learn. Being teachable and coachable. I know you coach now in arenas as well. And it's so important. Don't think about all the things you're not, what you're not right now. Say, all right, I can learn. Can you teach me? That is such a great lesson in there. And be okay with not being per- like you're not supposed to grab the bat, get, get up to you know home plate, swing the bat, and hit the fences. Mm-hmm. You gotta you gotta get up to bat. You gotta swing. You gotta do the you know you've got to practice and you gotta be okay with having a first run at it and yeah. not like you have to be okay with being in the suck. It doesn't mean you suck. It just means you are in the suck. You know, and, <laughs> and I think that people don't understand that like you have to go through that phase to get to mastery to get to really like yes some people have natural talent or natural whatever but the truth is there's always a growth and there's no way you're showing up and you're gonna you know swing for the fences you'll swing for the fences but you're probably gonna whiff the ball anyway um so uh you know at the end of the day Again, it was like, so my very first booking, believe it or not, my very first television appearance was on the Today Show. Um, I love so, that. Mm-hmm. I love that so much because you're giving people so much hope that their biggest dream could come true. And it doesn't have to be the last thing on their agenda. could be the very first door that opens. So you're thinking, though, you've never been on TV. She's offering this. What happened in that interim? Did she give you training or did she just throw you in this pool? What happened? Oh, yeah, I did full on media training for about six months. And I had to set up like, okay, you're doing, a, let's pretend you're doing a 4th of July segment. What are you, you know, give me a demonstration. So I came up with like different drinks and different to go goodie bags and all this other, you know, stuff. And then I went out to the Hamptons and I spent three days doing like an intensive with her. And it was really hard because it was like, you have to pretend you're on TV, but you're not on TV. You're just have Amy standing there going, I stop that. Like, yeah. (laughs) And I'm like, Oh my God, this woman is terrorizing me. But the rest is history. Um, and now today, Araya, when people ask me, so that that kind of leads me to like what I teach people now, like why I do courses on account, account you know, action, you know, um, is a lot yeah. what I just said about being pregnant. Like you can't just buy, you can't just buy a media trainer and expect to get mm-hmm. on the Today Show. You can't buy a book on how to get in shape and expect to be the next fitness model. I, I think what we're missing so much is the, taking action and getting through the difficult, the learning, learning something and getting the mastery is just awkward, uncomfortable, frustrating. It's like you see yourself like, you know, belting out tunes like you're Tina Turner and you're, you know, squeaking like uh, a duck in a bathtub. You know, there's a, there's a, there's a curve. You heard me sing. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah. You and me both. But you know, it's not something that I want to learn, but um, now I just really am passionate because when people would ask me, how did you get on TV? I would say, oh, I hired a media trainer. And for some reason, you ever have that voice in the back of your head? I was like, that's not the answer because so many people buy so many things with all the right intention. You know, like you buy the Peloton. Connection. 
yeah, you, you can, you can't buy the things and get the things you have to do the things. Like I had to do the practice. I had to show up every time to, you know, Amy's sessions. I had to make an ass out of myself in front of her. I had to like have her yell at me at times. Like it was horrible, the learning part. Um, and then I had to go on TV with like no TV experience in front of uh, like America. Like, I love it. I love that today's show is like your first cutting your teeth on television, but it was meant to be and you still went through the, the paces. You still were willing to learn. And so um, I bet some of the people that are watching and listening, um, Barbara, are thinking, why you? All right. You called out of social media. You guys connected. She saw you have won an award, but you're talking you know, the Today Show. You're talking national television. She could have picked from a million people to say, let's bring you on. Do you want to do a lifestyle gig? How did you think, what do you think made that difference? When people are going for that, maybe the job of the lifetime, trying to go to the head of the line because that's their calling and that's mm. got purpose for them. What do you think might've been some special sauce that happened there? The, you know, the special sauce is, do you ever read the book, The Go-Giver? No, but I've heard you talk about it. I want to yeah. get it. I, if anybody's listening, just download it and have a go on Amazon, go get it right now, put it on audible, whatever. It's just a simple, fun, good read that can change how you behave in the world. And the reason I bring it up is um, I had launched a philanthropy initiative in my early thirties to help children with special needs. And it was really, I have a brother with special needs. And I was like, you know what? I've got a really big mouth. I've done sales. I've done it. I'm like, you know, I could probably leverage my sphere of influence to help raise money for this group called Operation Smile. And I embarked on that. Yeah. And I embarked on this huge undertaking. Like I like a crazy lady. I was like, you know what? I'm just going to fund a mission. Like all this, I'm crazy. There's a part of me that's like, if I'm not uncomfortable, I'm I, like I'm dying. Like you gotta, whatever. So I launched this philanthropy initiative. Long search takes me like a year and a half. I finally raised all this money to fund a medical humanitarian mission. And, um, I said, so I'd gone on a medical humanitarian mission. Then five of the volunteers got, were the people that helped me do this fundraising mission. Long story short, they come back to like, Barb, thank you. I've never done humanitarian work before. It's changed my life. I'm a better, like they're better for it. Every you, you're, you're a changed person. Long story short, I go uh, that um, in 2015, they call me up and they're like, Barb, we want to give you a humanitarian award. And I'm like, what? Like, I'm a stay at home mom just doing things because I think of my brother and I think, you know what? I just I need to speak for those who can't speak for themselves. I never did it for like a humanitarian award. I was like, oh, a humanitarian. They're like, there's going to be there. So it ended up being this huge event in May. So I'm a stay-at-home mom in Princeton, New Jersey. They're like, come up to Cipriani's in New York, the iconic Cipriani's New York. Uh, We're talking red carpet, Eli Manning's there. Um, Johnson and Johnson's the corporate uh, humanitarian award winner. I am just this nobody stay at home mom. I'd never made a presence on, on the internet at all. No Google searches on Babs. There was nothing to find on me anyway. So I end up getting this huge humanitarian award and to bring this back to the go-giver. So at that event, um, and because I had done so much advocacy for this Operation Smile, I really learned how to articulate myself. So I got very good at speaking and motivating and be like, we've got to do this work. So I had just conference calls and I showed, for me, I was like infiltrating all of these company things, you know, the, my, my former company. And anytime there was a place to speak, I was like, I'm coming in, I'm going to talk about my So I became like this total, like bull in a china shop. I'm like, 
I heard you have a meeting this weekend. I would love to come in and give a 10 minute. So I learned how to speak quickly, um, you know, get my point across, you know, be motivating, like be captivating in a very short period of time. But I was remember my why I'm doing this because I want to help fund another mission to support these children with cleft lips and cleft palates. Mm -hmm. So fast forward when Amy Rosenblum is on the phone with me and she gets hundreds of calls a day for people to do media training and thousands of people every year. They're like, put me on the Today Show, put me on the Today Show. Uh And yucka yucka, stay at home mom, Princeton, New Jersey. You know, nobody's heard of me. She's like, huh, your voice sounds good. Let me Google you. She Googles me what comes up. I'm speaking on stage at Cipriani's. And she's like, wait a second. You do public speaking. Let me listen to you. And she puts me on hold. I'm like, oh, shit. (laughs) And she gets back on the show. I want to meet you next week. And I'm like, okay, I'm going to meet you next week. So the reason I want everyone to understand is I want you to get the book, The Go-Giver, because I do believe that the universe will conspire um, exponentially in your favor when you live a true life of service. You don't hold yourself back. You give and you give and you give. The universe is going to pay you back 10x that. So not only did I get, uh, that moved me right to the front of the line, right? It moved me right to the front of the line. I did, not, I did not have to report from dumpster fires in the bowels of New Jersey or Van Buren. I went right to the Today Show. The other thing is when I got diagnosed with stage three colon cancer, I had gotten that award uh, next to Johnson & Johnson. And Alex Gorski, the CEO of Johnson & Johnson, was up there. You were getting there's pictures of us together. When I got diagnosed, his assistant, Danielle, called and she said, Alex Gors- Alex Gorski is putting his full weight behind whatever you need, Johnson and mm-hmm. Johnson and Johnson has your back. I had to live. I was like, I I have if Johnson and Johnson has my back, I am going to be okay. But it, it just like it the it the, and the, there's so much serendipity. So I, I want any listener to hear that of like, you know, you're probably holding yourself back. You think, you know, you don't want somebody to steal your idea or you're scared to help somebody or whatever. I'm going to tell you, take that off, live out loud, be the highest, best expression of yourself and give with all your heart and leave it out in the universe, leave it all out on the universe, be, be a good person. And I'll only share this and I can talk a lot. I had a lot of coffee, but I will when the other thing that also took place when I was going through cancer, um, so many people showed up. And what I realized being on the receiving end, there wasn't a single act of kindness that was lost on me. You know, like if you feel like somebody is hurting or somebody is going through something difficult, you're like, I don't know if I want to be, I don't know. I don't know what to do. I don't know what to do. Don't do nothing. Any act of love and kindness is an energy and just, lead with good energy. I, somebody, one person did not reach out to me who was a very close family member and it was very bizarre. And I was like, does she know I have cancer? (laughs) And like, I am like, I've got three babies that I'm certain, you know, oh, well, they don't want to bother you. I I want everyone to understand Mm -hmm. you're never a bother when your intention is love, you know, just and don't worry about anybody else's interpretation of it. That's not your job. You cannot control right. that. You just do things. I'm trying to like encourage more people to be like acts of love, acts of kindness, you know, just. And that's a big question, Barbara, too, that you brought up, because I know like I, I escaped domestic violence. I've had cancer. We have things to go through. And there's people in our life that 
going backwards say, I didn't know what to do. I didn't know what to say. So it's so good that you, you bring that up. It's, sometimes it's just a card. Remember the old fashioned cards, leave a card in the mail thinking of you if you need anything, because there's different personality types. Some like you and me, we'll get in there. What do you need? I'm bringing you dinner. And we're just, we'll do that. Other people are just as good friends, but they don't know what to do. So just lead with love. I love that you said that, Barbara, so much. And small yeah. acts of kindness. Yeah, are just like a, question, a, a text, an emoji, a, mm-hmm, like anything here. is, it's like this energy through the universe of love and kindness. And you can't control the other person. If the other person's going to intercept or in, I don't know if that's the right word, intercept. I don't know. Uh, interpret, interpret. Yeah. Interpret. That's right. Interpret your act of kindness for anything other than what it is. That's a reflection on their own um, internal terrain that is maybe a little toxic. And don't worry about that. You just lead your life at the highest expression of yourself and lead with love. And the universe is going to come back at you with the Today Show. <laughs> you, know, you know, your your dreams, your wildest dreams. It's so important to know that. And Barbara, you and I coming from, I felt like you're like my long lost sister. Mm-hmm. You know, been through the divorce, been through the cancer and take it from us, whoever's listening or watching, that we love to hear even that little emoji, just knowing you're here, you're there, you're listening, you know that we're sick, you know that we're down. We do that now for other people, just here for you. Sometimes it's a heart. Sometimes you'll go and watch them on social media now, which they didn't have back when I had cancer, but just that like, that love. And we see them all. You know, sometimes people don't think, oh, if I give uh, a like to Barbara's uh, messages or whatever, she's not going to see it. We do see it all. You know, Barbara, I know you see it all. And just sometimes that just shows, oh, they know I'm sick. They're praying for me. That's all I need. Or they, they're thinking of me or just something. So if you're a caregiver or a friend, just let them know you're there. Sometimes that's all that's needed. And it is seen. Mm-hmm. So, which was going to bring me to one of those questions that who was with you during this time that was that that BBF, I call him that, that best friend forever, that no matter what was there. And then who wasn't there that maybe you thought, and you don't have to say names, but was there somebody that was there that you didn't think was even part of that close circle, but surprised you being there by your side during some of these tough times? Um, You know, everybody counted. I had a community of friends. It was nonstop. So for me... Um, ex- exercise walking. They say walking is really good for cancer chemo. Yeah. And I was like, all right, I, the, all I control is how I handle this process. Then I'm going to stack my deck by doing all the right things. So I had a lot of friends who instead of bringing over casseroles, I was like, I'd like for somebody to come over and go for a walk with me. And I had chemo from January to June. So oh I was in the dead God, of winter. Oh my gosh. Surprised you could walk. It was uh- well, I had day. I had days. I, yeah. had, I had my friend Jill. Uh, my friends from high school showed up strong. Nice. Yeah, I had a very nice. strong high school. They surprised some surprised me. Came in from California, like, and I was. It was just so nice. And then just my, you know, uh, my friend Jill uh, from high school lived around the corner, and she just was very consistent with walking with me. Um, she knew how much I it was hard to get me out the door. But once I was moving, I felt like I was metabolizing the chemo. And I was like getting, I just felt like I was doing something as opposed to festering in my poisons laying on my couch. So that it was just a community overall. And, um, 
I'm glad. I'm glad. Yeah. You know, I definitely want to take you up on a part two of this because I have so many more things to dive in for you, Barbara, because you're such a woman of hope and you're on the same page I am. My viewers and my listeners so need to hear more from you. So we're going to do a part two because I know we have a hard stop in just about four minutes. So let me ask you this for the ending of part one. So part two yeah. to come because you're doing so much. You're doing podcasting. You're doing you're doing challenges for people to get them up, to get them active. You have a huge following now on Clubhouse, Instagram. We're talking over 24 thousand on Instagram, over 30,000 on Clubhouse. You're just leading an, a movement of hope. So I really want to tap into that. So for my last question, as we end this segment is we know that our children don't do what we say. They do what we do. And you have three beautiful children, two boys and a girl. What do you think was a few things they learned in these last three minutes we have from what you did as a mother going through this what do you think some of the things they've learned or you hope they learn by things that you took action on? You know, I think what they, what I hope they always take away is maintaining a positive attitude. And I teach them all the time. I'm like, you control three things, your attitude, your effort, and your intention. Like, look at your intention. Where are you going? What are you doing? And you control your attitude. So even through chemo, I know that my kids uh, you know, got to see like, I was like, you know what, doing the best I could under the circumstances, um, remaining optimistic, showing them I was eating right and walking. And, you know, I, I just, I, Friends. I just control, I couldn't control my diagnosis, but I could control mm -hmm. how I handled my diagnosis. So just always being, you know, active in my recovery and my um, health you know, and being healthy. You know, I, I, they see me this summer, they saw me do a one mile open water swim, which is crazy. Wow. Um, so I hope they, they see my courage. I'm like five foot three on a good day. And I don't know if I really am. And I'm, you know, I'm I'll be in heels. In heels. I, you know, I'm in my late forties. Um, and I'm still active. Like I'm like, like, but I always punch above my weight. Like a friend was just this one mile open water swim for her father who died of colon cancer and mm -hmm. she couldn't do it. She got sick. I said, okay, I'll jump in and I'll do it. But I hadn't trained for it. And I show up and it's all like lifeguards and swimmers and they're in like their speedos and their fancies and their caps. And I show up, I'm in like a Tory Burch red baby. I'm like, <laughs> I, I, oh. that. <laughs> I was like, oh my God. Like, Okay, so I was supposed to I was supposed to wear a real suit. Okay, but it was all I had. I would rather again, like, and I knew that they have jet skis, so it was this open water ocean swim. So you swam out and back. It was a lifeguard swim, but I I was like, you know what? If I am not feeling out there, I will wave down a jet ski. But I would rather trot. Like this is what my kids got to see. I said, listen, my friend Steph can't do it. I'm the right person to do it. it was on our father's the day that he died, died of colon cancer. I'm like, I have to do this in the name of colon cancer. I get to do, I get to do this, to try and be crazy. I get to live a crazy good life. Okay. I get to, I get to do, I can sit on the side, but the best part array and I'll land it here. My, uh, we all go in the water. My timing chip falls off immediately. I stuff it down my Tory Burch bathing suit. That is like literally seven years old, seven years old. Uh, that's so it's loose and a big mess. So I stuff the timing chip. So now I'm dead last. I don't care if I'm last, but I'm, my, my kids are like, oh my God, what's going on? So 10 minutes into the race, a woman starts swimming back and they can't tell who it is. So my kids are like, oh, mom is coming back. And they're like, oh, well, at least she got out there. I have three kids. At least she got out there and they're saying all these things. I hear this later on. 
And this woman gets out and they're like, oh my God, that's our mom. Like, of course it would have been me to come back. Yeah. I was not. And, and she, they were like, oh my God, mom is still out there. Mom is still out there. Mom is still out there. And then they see me. This takes like, I guess it's like a 40 minute swim or whatever. And all of a sudden they see me now. I've drifted to Uganda, but I, I'm down the beach. They see me running up the beach and I can see my kids going batshit crazy, jumping up and down. They're flapping their arms. They're like, mama's gone. Like, I, I was like, of course I'm coming. And, I, you know, they were, they, when I tell you, my oldest Gabe was like, mom, you don't understand. And then you swam in. Like, he's telling me the story of me. But to see how he was like, you're such a badass mom. I can't believe you finished that. You're a fucking nut job. Like, like all the things that I'm like, mm-hmm. I, you know, and I think I know for their lifetime they're, they you've got to say, cause I am not like, you don't look at me. You're like, she's a baller swimmer. You're like, Oh, she's, she's okay. The rest of their life. If mom can go out there and do an open water lifeguard swim, then I can do X, Y, and Z. So in a toy birch bathing suit. In a yeah. toy birch bathing suit. Yeah. Timing chips stuffed down there. Anything, you know, anything's possible. I love it. Anything is possible. And, and that, they can choose to be on the sidelines or they could choose to be in. Like it would have been okay. Had I turned around, it would have been okay. Yeah, but, but I, what the point is, is that I got in and I, I am glad that I finished, but they oh, like, I, mm, I hope they can draw upon that. Cause they absolutely are. You're going to tell, I can hear it. I know you have to go. I'm going to have a hard stop, but you see them cheering the background thinking that, Oh, maybe she's coming back, but she's not. I can already tell from the stories you're telling me, they see an action taker. They see a, a, a woman that is showing them how to go over, under, around or through. Cause one thing we can guarantee to our children is they will have hard times. They will have pain and sorrow. It's not every day, but it's how you deal with it, what you choose to let stop you. And you're really showing them by example that nothing, Nothing stops you. It can be redirected and look different, but everything you said from the beginning, from the today's show to where you are now and all these things, and you're not even done yet. I love to say you're in your early 40s. You know, I didn't even win my Emmy until I was 48, and I didn't even done the TEDx stage until I was 60. So you got a long <laughs> way to go, and I'm not done. You're not done. That is for darn sure. And those kids are learning from such a powerful action taker. Barbara, I know you have to go now. We're going to come back for part two. Yep. Absolutely adore you. You are giving hope, and I want everybody to go to BarbaraMajewski.com. I want everybody to get the book, The Go-Giver, because Barbara said to go get it, so we're going to go get the go-giver and your podcast bearing it all we're going to talk about that next time because it is all about bearing it all and showing these levels of success as well barbara thank you so much i'm respecting your time now you have to skew thank you part two coming up real soon bye from get celebritized earn more live more so you can give back more have a great rest of your day thanks for listening to get celebritized with araya mcgarry We hope this episode inspires you to earn more, live more, and give back more. To learn more about Araya, visit her website, arayamagari.com, and make sure to follow her at Araya Magari Productions on Instagram, and join her on Clubhouse at Celebritize Your Business. And don't forget to rate and review this podcast. Thanks again for listening to Get Celebritized with Araya Magari.